Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to Total Information AM with Tom Ackerman. I'm Megan Lynch. Well, Taylor Swift got less than a minute of overall airtime at the Super Bowl yesterday, but you wouldn't know it from all of the attention those brief moments captured. Joining us, a professor who studied the Taylor Swift phenomenon, Professor Brian Donovan. He's associate chair for the Department of Sociology at the University of Campus uh, Kansas. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Professor. Thanks for having me. You decided to teach a whole course on Swift, the sociology of Taylor Swift. Why was that? I noticed in my sociology of culture class that a lot of my students were bringing up Taylor in conversations, and she was gaining so much attention that I thought I could devote an entire class to her and address a lot of the things that I discuss in my normal sociology classes with her as a kind of center, uh, a centerpiece. Let's start with what her appeal is to her fans. Let's center the conversation there. What do you think that is? I think Taylor creates a huge net for a a wide variety of fans. She crosses different genres. You can be a rock fan, pop fan. You can be into folk music. And she has a song for you. But her autobiographical songwriting speaks to the experiences of young women in a really deep and connecting way. And I think that's why her fan base is so so devoted and, and so intense. When you look at other big celebrities, how does she compare in her draw? What is unique about Taylor, in my opinion, is that she has built her stardom around relatability. Unlike, say, and not to show disrespect to these artists, but unlike Madonna or Britney Spears or Miley Cyrus, her persona is not geared toward men necessarily. She is trying to create this kind of uh, friendship connection with, with her fans. And so I think that, that, is, that that's what makes her unique. And I, 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 she's at the top of the celebrity world right now. She's in a, in a class all by herself. Tell us more about the class. How many people are in it? How hard is it to get into? Do you have to do you have to know somebody to get into this class? <laughs> <laughs> it's become a, a popular class. I, I taught a very small version of it last semester with just twelve students, and it was a discussion centered seminar style class. And I want to be clear that this is a one credit hour class that meets for one hour a week. And so I'm not encouraging people to take my class about Taylor Swift instead of an engineering class or a calculus class or something like that. But uh, I, I 
do tell students that their pre-existing enthusiasm for Taylor does not guarantee an A in the class. There's still quite a bit of reading and uh, a lot of work that, that we do in the classroom setting. Talk about the culture that surrounds Taylor Swift. I mean, things like the friendship bracelets and and just like the way that the connection is made uh, between the Swift fans. That's such a great question, Megan. And what is unique about the Swifties is they've created a culture all of their own. You mentioned the friendship bracelet phenomena. Taylor did not tell her fans to create friendship bracelets. What happened was that the fans seized on a lyric in a single song and organically the practice grew from that and it's become this kind of dominant theme. Also during her Eras Tour performances, there are different kind of call and response moments. It's almost like kind of like the Rocky Horror Picture Show where during certain moments in, in different songs, the fans will clap rhythmically or say something back to Swift and it creates a kind of interactive experience. And what I think is going on is that although, you know, fewer and fewer people are going to church and religiosity has kind of declined in our society, but people still seek that communal experience and pop music fandom, particularly the Swifties, uh, that's that's one area where they can experience that. I took my 17-year-old daughter to the second show at Arrowhead. Very fortunate to be able to go to that, and you're absolutely right. In fact, there was a moment where she forgot the lyrics to her song, yes. so she was playing acoustically. You saw this. and I did. I was there, yeah. Yeah, okay. And the crowd, you know, she did it one, two times. She's like, what is wrong with me? What? Is, I know this song. What am I doing? And then she starts, and they kind of carried her through that, didn't they? That last part, but they right. made her. It was a memorable moment. It made her real. Oh, exactly. And and that was that was such a, a big moment. And in those moments, when she's not quite perfect, that's when she seems relatable. And you know, people have commented that you know, compared to other pop stars, her dance moves aren't as smooth as as others. But that that kind of uh, Uh, those imperfections make the fans love her all the more. And I'm glad you got to see Kansas City Night, too. That was a phenomenal show. Talk to us about the empowerment aspect of this, because as we saw with the Super Bowl and her relationship uh, with Travis Kelsey was the T-shirts that came out that said, I'm rooting for Taylor Swift's boyfriend. You know, it's kind of a play on typically, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a big celebrity and you don't know who the, the other person is. Right. I think that she has em- empowered her fans to become football fans. And in turn, the Swifties kind of made the Chiefs their team. And, and the thing about the Swifties is they go hard. They're obsessive. And so they are not just watching football, but they are – analyzing it they're buying merch they're talking about it online and all of that activity has created a a lot of hype and also a lot of profit for for the chiefs but i i I think your original point about this being empowering is is so true and that's I, i think part of her cultural power i find it very interesting and i wonder what the future will be uh not just between the two of them but in business and capitalizing look I mean, I'm not saying that it's not an authentic romance. I mean, I think that the two genuinely were attracted to each other and are a couple. But 
it is it is a major boon for the NFL, is it not? And I kind of just wonder where their relationship goes or other celebrity relationships in our popular culture go. It's been a huge boom for the NFL. The the percentage of female viewership has spiked. Uh, and I mentioned that it, they're not only watching, but they're they're purchasing as well. And uh, in terms of their relationship, I, I you know I think successful people are attracted to other successful people, and and so it's kind of like this force multiplier effect where both of their celebrity and stardom are just uh, adding to the other. And uh, personally, I think they're in it for the long haul. Uh, I think that 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 he is the the end game for her. Well, but we'll was, see. I was going to ask because I you know my my concern is what happens if, you know, this five-month romance fizzles out? I'm concerned about that. Uh, if you look at Taylor Swift's previous boyfriends, there are some that are absolutely reviled by the fans, like Jake Gyllenhaal and, and John Mayer, and then others that, well, they broke up, but the fandom is is okay with them, like uh, uh, Taylor Lautner, for instance. And I, I think that if they do break up, you know, depending upon the circumstances, obviously, that Travis Kelsey will be regarded as more of a, a Taylor Lautner, a, a good guy, and it just didn't work out. At least that's what I hope. I might be projecting a little bit here. So you drop the end game. That's a Taylor lyric right there. Off true, uh, true. reputation. See, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, thanks for catching that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is really interesting. Really appreciate this, Professor. This is Brian Donovan with the University of Kansas. You can study the Taylor Swift phenomenon at KU. We appreciate that, and congratulations to the Chiefs. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Tom. This has been fun. 8.56 Total Information AM on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.